0: So, we're preaching on the fear of the Lord, and that's uh, the first text is coming from uh, Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13. And it says there, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way and the froward mouth do I hate. Okay, so I'll read that one last time before starting. So, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way and the froward mouth do I hate. So that will open up the word of prayer. So um, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, uh, for bringing us here, Lord, tonight. I pray, Lord, that you'd bless Pastor and look after the people, Lord, uh, the the team that went with him, even to Israel, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you'd be with the brothers, Lord, that are not here, Lord, and brothers and sisters who usually would come, Lord, but uh, for whatever reason, Lord, they're not here. uh, Pray, Lord, that you'd be with them and strengthen them and help them uh, not to, Lord, go back to the world. Help them, Lord, and pray that you'd encourage them and strengthen them. Pray, Lord, that uh, they will read your word, Lord. Um, we can't change ourselves, Lord, but if we'll submit, Lord, and if we will spend time in your word, if we will read your word, then as it says in Corinthians, as we behold in a glass, the glory of the Lord will be changed to the same image even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And Lord, I pray that as a church we would spend time with you in the Word of God. And I pray, Lord, that you would strengthen us, Lord, and that you would strengthen each member of this church, Lord, uh, that would be changed even into your image, Lord. That they would be changed, Lord, from glory to glory, bit by bit, uh, to be pleasing in your sight, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would increase our faith, Lord, because faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And without faith, Lord, it is impossible to please you, Lord, so I pray that I pray that uh, you'd fill us, Lord, with the Word of God, I pray that we would not just be here at church uh, to hear the Word of God, but I pray, Lord, that it would be in our daily lives, and I pray that you'd strengthen us, Lord, fill us with your Holy Ghost, Lord, that we'd be pleasing even in your sight. Please strengthen me now, Lord, to preach, and I pray, Lord, that you'd fill again, me with the Holy Ghost. And that I will be pleasing in your sight, Lord. I pray that um, you strengthen me, Lord, that I may be able to speak boldly as I ought to speak, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So, as I was uh, putting this message together the fear of the Lord, I was thinking of there's many churches out there these days, and the churches don't fear God anymore. Now, we're blessed. We're blessed more than you guys possibly, you know, most of you guys that have grown up in this church, you guys don't know how blessed you are, and you know, some of us particularly, um, we've been through different churches, and we've been through dead churches, and we've been in churches where there's no children, there's no fun, there's no laughter, there's no gospel, there's no real fellowship, and the churches is just dying out. Well, we've been in churches that there's lots of children there, but the way they attract those children is through lively music, through dancing, through all sorts of things. And many of us have been to churches like that. I've been to, I don't know how many churches. Dad, um, our dad went to Bible college uh, for three years, and one of the things in there was he had to go and experience different churches. So uh, we've been in a few different churches. Um but many churches don't fear God anymore. And to have the youth programme where the children come together after the church, and yeah, it's tiring, but they come together and they're just like one big family and we just look after each other as you know, as brothers and sisters. And we just care for each other and we pray for each other and we you know, we preach, we read the Bible, Lord. Uh, we read the Bible as as the youth program and we have fun, we have games and you guys don't know how blessed you guys are growing up in a church like this where the fear of the Lord is, where people actually they want to come to church, they want to hear the word of God and we're incredibly blessed in this church and there's many other churches like this um, from what little I know I believe that the church in Hamilton Pastor John's church is very similar they You know, they're striving for the Lord. They want to know the Lord more and the church in Tauranga and um, Pastor David Smith's church in Whangarei. There's churches around New Zealand that fear the Lord still. But for the vast majority, there are preachers that preach softly because they want to please the people. They're not really afraid. They don't have a fear for the Word of God anymore. They just want to please the people, and if the message is softer, so that it's more accepting for people, that's what they'll mm-hmm. preach. But you mean that preaching this church, Adrian? <laughs> you mean that preaching this church? Preach the truth, and you know, don't you know? If it's if it's a soft message, because that's what the Lord has put in your hearts, that's what you preach. Preach what God has put in your hearts. But if it's going to be a rough, more conflicting message, you preach what God has put on your heart. You know, and don't worry about what the faces of the people are. You preach what God has put on your heart. Don't just soften it so that it's more accepting. Because is it right in in the eyes of God uh, to fear man more than God? Judge you, you know? Judge you. We ought to please God more than than the people in the pews. Or, you know, even the people that we respect, we need to be preaching from the Word of God, and we need to be preaching. Um, we need to be preaching the truth. Um, so when when preachers preach softly, and when they when they remove the Word of God, or the, the Word of God is not convicting the hearts anymore. There's no authority in what what they're saying. There's no authority in the Word of God. So if people are to be convicted through the authority of the Word of God, we need to preach the Word of God. But many churches, you know, many churches have have left off the fear of the Word of God. They've left off the authority and they they don't go and seek counsel from the Word of God. So today we're going to be uh, covering briefly the fear of the Lord. So As I was, you know, driving down the road the other day and I was thinking of a colleague of mine, you know. There's a colleague of mine, and he claims to be a Christian. But, you know, the way he talks about his wife sure ain't very good, you know. It's, it's, you know, where is the fear of the Lord? Where is the love of the Lord in this country anymore? We have claimed to be Christians. Why don't we act like Christians, you know? Um... And it's it's not just out there in the world, but we need to examine ourselves, you know, in the church. Do we behave in a way that portrays Christ in our lives, you know, at work? You know, as it happens, he he claims to be a Christian, and, you know, he knows that I'm a Christian. But if he's talking like that to, to another, like he does, to another man who's not a Christian, you know, or another colleague that may be a Christian but weak in the faith, and they're laughing and they're joking about these kinds of, you know, kind of things. About treacherous things, really. Um, how can you portray Christ, you know, through your actions in in that, in that setting? Where is the fear of the Lord? Where is the love for the Lord? Jeremiah 6. <coughs> uh, so the first point, so if you're making notes. The first point, point is... If you fear the Lord, don't change His word. So if you fear the Lord, don't change His word. Jeremiah chapter 6. Jeremiah chapter 6 and down there in uh, verse 15 and 16, and it says here in verse 15, were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, they were not not at all ashamed, neither could they blush. Therefore... They shall fall among them that fall at at the time that I visit them, and they shall be cast down, saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the old ways, and seek, and ask for the old paths that are the good way, and walk therein. And ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. So... and, and Verse 17 says, Also I set watchmen watchmen over you, saying, Hearken unto the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not hearken. So I'm just going to stop there and just go back to verse 15. And it says here, They were not ashamed when they had committed abomination. Um, But it says in verse 16, you know, thus saith the Lord: stand in the ways and seek and ask for the old ways. So these people here, they didn't currently have the old ways, but they've been told by the uh, the man of God: go seek out the old ways, follow the old ways. Don't uh, don't change because the world is changing. Don't follow what they're doing. Seek out the old book and read. Follow the old ways. But these people, they were ignorant to the word of God, whether it be will, fully ignorant. Or they just didn't know, but they, but because they didn't know the word of God, they were not ashamed when they did uh, when they committed abominations. Neither did they blush. But they were a stiff-necked people, and when they were told to straighten up, when they were told to seek out the old ways, they and when watchmen, when preachers were put over them. They and, and said hearken unto the sound of the trumpet they said we will not hearken let us be careful uh, that we not become people like this let us not become dull to the word of God if we fear the Lord then we are to hate evil if we fear the Lord then we need to seek out the word of God and don't twist the word of God don't make it out to be something it's not supposed to be the Word of God says clearly that uh, follow in this way. We ought to follow in this way. Seek out the old way. Um, but the people, when they leave off the Word of God, they leave off the authority of the Word of God. Or when they change change their version to a, if they change their version to a perversion, which is every other version, then. There is no authority in the Word of God anymore. The Jesus spoke with authority. Jesus spoke with certainty when Jesus preached. It says, and I'm kind of jump on the gun, kind of getting ahead of myself. But uh, Jesus spoke with authority because he was sure that what he was saying was true. Because he, you know, is the Son of God. He was absolutely one hundred percent sure what he was saying is true. And when we get up here and we preach the Word of God. Yeah, we don't. Unlike Christ, we don't necessarily know everything, and not everything is revealed to us, and we're still we're still learning day by day. But when we when we open the Word of God and we're preaching on the doctrine of God, and it is clear, and we you know, we ought to preach with the with the authority of the Word of God. and if you if you are unsure about what the preacher is saying, go home and read what he has what he has said. Don't just or or come up to him and talk to him at the end of the service. Don't necessarily just take what he is saying um, as as necessarily the, the word from God itself. This is the word of God, not necessarily what I'm saying. You know, I can be wrong, but the word of God can't be wrong. Um, so seek out the old way and walk there And don't be a stiff necked people Don't, be, um, don't um, put yourself above the word of God Saying that uh, this, this is what I'm going to do And I'm going to pick verses in the Bible To support my, my idea To justify my actions Because that's not going to work before God When you meet him one day He's going to open the book and we're going to be judged from the book. Did you receive Christ when you could? But these people, when they change to other perversions, when they uh, when they change to perversions rather than the Word of God, they remove the authority of the Word of God. And that means that when you go to ask for counsel from the Word of God, there's no authority because... You're asking counsel in this area, but in this Bible it says this, which is different, and it says this in this Bible, which is different. We have to stay on the King James Version, which means that we have a sound foundation. It doesn't move underneath us, and it can be relied upon. Uh, 1 Peter, if we go to 1 Peter chapter 3, sorry, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, this says, And account that the long-suffering su- of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you. As also in all his apostles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest as they do also in the other scriptures, unto their own destruction. See these people, the, the word rest, I'm not going to go to the Greek uh, and the Hebrew, but if you if you just look that up in the dictionary, the word rest, it means to twist. It comes from the word wrestling, to twist with force and, and uh, to, to distort. That's the word, you know, the word rest, it comes from the word wrestling. So, the, the people that it says here were well, the things that are hard to be understood, which they are unlearned and unstable rest. So, that they twist these things because they, they don't understand. And now, if you don't understand something in the Word of God, just put a mark, as Pastor Johnny Dattler said, put a mark next to it. And. Just pray about that and say Lord, as it says in the Psalms 119 It says, open thou mine eyes To the wondrous things of thy Lord So put a mark next to it And pray about it And keep on reading your Bible And you'll find a parallel scripture somewhere in the Bible That will explain that verse in the Bible And it says uh, It says about uh, In Timothy Rightly dividing the word of truth And you compare scripture with scripture and, and it'll explain itself. Um, but it says here, it says uh, in verse 16 here, yeah, it says in Second Peter 3, verse 16, an unstable rest, sorry, which they, they are unlearned and unstable rest, that they do also the other scriptures, under their own destruction. So when you t- change, you know, in the Scripture, you don't understand how God could save you, you know. For example, there, there, you know, there are many beliefs out there. They don't understand how God can be both loving and just at the same time, how God can both say that He loves people and also cast people into hell. So they don't understand this. And because they are... Because they are unstable and they are unlearned, and they don't understand this, they twist it out of proportion. They twist it. But it says in the Bible, they "Call upon the name of the Lord, and thou shalt be saved." So, when when somebody is when somebody doesn't understand, how can they understand unless somebody should guide them? You know, we need to go up like Philip did to that uh, eunuch. And we need to take the Word of God to people because how can they hear without a preacher? You know, we need to um, go and we need to put the effort in to sow the seed. We need to uh, give the Gospel. These, these people that are unstable twist the Scriptures just because they, they don't know. They just don't know. But just take the Scripture because... As, as they do also other scriptures, so they twist the scripture as they do other scriptures unto their own destruction. One day these people are going to find that they've been reading the Word of God their whole life, but because they haven't trusted Christ and Christ alone, though they read the Word of God, they're damned to hell. Right. You know, there, there's many Christians, or not Christians, but you know, I know good people. and They know the Word of God. There's a Jehovah's Witness at work. If you wanted a good man, you know, if it was a good man that went to heaven, it would be that man, you know? He'll, you know, he'll help, he's like the good Samaritan, you know, he'll just go and help people, he'll drop whatever, he's working hard, he works harder than anybody, you know? He'll get up and go to the gym at three o'clock in the morning before coming to work Mm -hmm. and working hard concrete with us. Mm -hmm. He is a tough guy. (laughs) But he's a real... Though, and he's two meters tall. But he's a real gentle guy. And he knows his Bible. But it's not the King James Bible. It's the Jehovah's Witness Version. And it's really sad. He knows the Bible, and I've given him the Gospel, but he just can't understand. And so it's a pray for him. Because he can't understand, because they've twisted the Scriptures. Just because... They don't, you know, they don't, and it's not necessarily his fault, it's just the way he's been brought up, you know. He's been brought up that way and he doesn't know any better and I've given him the gospel and he goes, it makes sense. It makes What you said made sense. But it's, there's one thing knowing, there's another thing applying it, you know, taking it in. And uh, he's got to make that commitment before God and uh, pray that we can follow that up. Oh yeah, that's all i will going to that. Um, these people here, they will they'll twist the scriptures, as they do other scriptures, unto their own destruction. So one day they'll say, Lord, we you know, it says I haven't got this mark down where this is, but it say, Lord, we cast demons out in your name, you know, and everything like that. We preach the word and God will say, I didn't even know you You know. Because you didn't go through the gate. You jumped over the wall, you know. Christ is the door, and we've got to go through Christ. If you jump over the wall and you just twist the scriptures and you go your own way, you're going to find out that when you get to the other way, you didn't get the ticket that was at the gate. Um, and so, Second uh, Timothy. Second Timothy and in uh, chapter 4 and in verse 3 chapter 4 verse 3 for the time will come When they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. So, you be, you know, if you if you move somewhere and you're looking for a new church, you be just be careful that the church you move to fears the Lord, and you be careful that you keep on in, in the fear of the Lord. You keep on. Uh, reading your Bible, and you keep on praying, and you keep on praying for others that may backslide or others that um, need help. You just keep on praying for them and keeping the Word of God yourself. Many churches these days, and there's a church right next to our house. Some of you guys have actually been to our house, you know, when I was baptized. I think uh, Julius has been to our house a couple of times now up in Westwood. Um but there's a, brick, there's a brick red church next to our house and there was one time I remember that church always having bad preachers the preachers just were watered down and they were not very good but there was one time mum said that there was a good preacher that came to that church there was, there was a good man and he had a good family with him and he came and he was preaching the word of God and he was preaching it true and the church said we don't want that here, and they ran him out They ran the preacher off because the preacher was preaching the truth and they couldn't handle the conviction of the word of God. (coughs) They heap to themselves these days, teachers having itching ears. They don't want the truth anymore. The truth is that God died for your place and that without Christ dying in your place, you would be damned to hell. And if you don't accept Christ in your place, you're still down to hell. You need Christ. And churches these days, they just want to please the people. They just want that little bit of money in the offering plate. And they hate doing in themselves teaching, teachers having itching ears. Because there's many churches that don't have children running around in them anymore. Because they don't go out and witness to the own people. But... There's also churches that have lots of young people running around them. But they have them because they've twisted the Word of God and they've, they've tricked the people to come into the church saying, we love God, but their actions don't show that they love God. They're just in there for the music and they turn the beat of the music up and they bring their worldly rubbish into the music, into the, into the, um, into the church. And they dishonor God because they mix the world with the church. Psalms 1. Psalms 1. And in the beginning of Psalms 1, how does that start? Can somebody just read it off the top of their head, but they're looking at it Psalms 1. How does it start? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Myself. Yeah. So, yeah. So when we are looking for counsel, and when we are going out to preach ourselves, or when we are working in this youth program, you know. For the Lord. When we are running this youth program for the Lord, and it's for the Lord, it's not for ourselves, not to make ourselves look good. We are running this for the Lord, to build the young people up so the next generation will fear God and love God and will take over and spread the gospel and to be strong and have strong families. But we can't run the youth program, and we can't run the church. If we take counsel from churches that don't fear God. If we just go and we, we go, Oh, this church is a nice church. This church, you know, this pastor maybe has been to Bible college or this pastor preaches from the King James Bible but the church is not right with God and the church has drums and other rock and roll in the church. It says here, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. He may say that he's a Christian and he might be a Christian. But if he's not pleasing to God, he's not a godly man. Don't walk in his counsel. He'd be wise. Just fear the Lord and, and, and seek out the old paths and walk therein. Psalms 2, in verse 11 says, Serve the Lord with fear, rejoice with trembling. Serve the Lord with fear. Rejoice with trembling. The God we serve is still a holy God. He is still a just God. And we just, as the, you know, the pastors that were here from the uh, soul winning revival, they said, practice the presence of Christ with you, you know. We know that Christ is in us, you know. We can't see him, but we know that he is in us. And we know that God is holy. And I said this to the the men's meeting the the other day. Um, I was preaching in the men's meeting, Be strong and of good courage. And I was saying, Remember, it is God that uh, created the heavens and the earth. And there's there's a couple of psalms that remind us on that. And I don't know whether I just go there, but I'm kind of running out feel like I'm running out of time. I'm not but um, if we look at uh, Psalms 121 and in verse 2 it says, My help cometh from the Lord which made the heavens and the earth. In Psalms 124 verse 8 it says, Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. You know, the God that is with us, you know, Christ is in us. He's the one that made the heavens and the earth. And one of those I can't remember whether it was Ram or uh, Adrian. I just about said Andre. <laughs> Adrian um, mentioned that you know God created the heavens and the earth, and sometimes we forget who God is. You know, and we think that we can just mess around and and uh, please our flesh as it were, and we think that we can just do you know, what the rest of the world is doing, but we forget the fear and the reverence of God. Um, so the first point is don't change His word. That's the first point. Okay, so point two. Point two. If you fear the Lord, don't be ashamed of so, churches these days, many of them, many of them don't fear the Lord. So, if we as a church fear the Lord, as if, if we as individuals desire and we pray to fear the Lord God more, then don't twist His word, don't twist His word. And if we fear the Lord, don't be ashamed of Him. That's the second point go back to um, Proverb 8 and I'm not really going to uh, expound much on this proverb but I'm just going to keep on going back to that um, just to remind us that the fear of the Lord is to hate evil pride, arrogancy and the evil way and the proverb mouth the way I hate okay so the fear of the Lord is don't be ashamed of Him. So whether you are at work or wherever you are, don't be ashamed to read the Word of God. Take the Word of God with you. Read the Word of God in your lunch breaks. Don't be afraid to have the Word of God on you. If you if you do a job like me, I do a job um, uh, fixing commercial buildings is, is one job. Uh, is, is most of what we do. Fixing commercial buildings and building new buildings. And sometimes it means that our work site is literally on the shop front. There was a ram raid, I think, last year. We had to go fix this shop. Um, it was one that we owned and we had to go fix this shop. And so our work site's right there in the middle of town. And we are there for a couple of weeks. Still read the word of God, you know? You were there on the site the people walking around you, but it doesn't matter. Just it doesn't matter what people think about us as Christians. That's why it calls us a peculiar people, because we follow God and we fear God more than we fear man, you know? We desire to please God. And that means that if we are singing a hymn, we're singing a hymn. It doesn't matter what our neighbor thinks, you know. And it doesn't matter if you can sing a tune Amen. <laughs> Amen. It doesn't matter if you can sing a tune <laughs> Just sing anyway. You know, if you're joyful, and the Lord sing, You know, if you're joyful, in the Lord's sing. You know? yeah. um, I like the amen because none of us can sing a tune. <laughs> uh, not the either um. So, first, first, Peter this time. First Peter three things. Says, "But sanctify the Lord, sanctify the Lord in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you, with meekness and fear." Just point out the first bit of that verse. It says, "Sanctify the Lord in your hearts." So get right with God and, and, and pray to God that you would be pleasing to God and. Pray to God that he would strengthen you that you would not uh, sin against him. Again, without faith it is impossible to please the Lord. So, and faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So keep reading the word of God. Keep asking God for more faith and keep on reading the Bible. Sanctify the Lord in your heart and always be ready to get an answer. So, point number two is, if you fear the Lord, don't be ashamed of him. So, you know, whether we're going to work or you're starting, you know, some of you guys might start uni. started. Wherever you go, don't fear the Lord. Just because the, the crowd changes, you know, if you change workplace and the people are new and they don't know that you're a Christian in that workplace, it might be easy for you to pretend that you're not who you are and to put on a mask say, so, well I, I was a Christian there, I was well known as a Christian there, but this is a new place, so this is an opportunity to, to dull it down. But if you fear the Lord, don't be ashamed of Him. Don't be ashamed of Him. Live like Christ is in us, as, as I said before. Um, Christ, is, Christ is in us, and Christ is a holy God. And we ought to live like Christ is in us. When we are at work, we ought to live like Christ is in us. So when we stand before our boss or whoever we stand before, we should practice the presence of Christ in us and act as if the God that we worship, you know, he's invisible. But for us, just pretend that he is visible and that he is standing right next to you because he's going to hold you accountable. And... Um, Actually, that's something I didn't mention before. Um, you know, us who preach, just got to be careful, you know. This is the fear of the Lord, you know. And as as we preach, don't change His word. But us who preach, you know, be careful that what you say, you know, is the Word of God. And if, you, if you don't preach yet, don't just rush into preaching. Don't just say, oh, I want to be like past Adrian, I want to preach, you know. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing to desire the office of the bishop or to preach. Yeah, that's a good thing. It's a good thing to want to preach. But remember the fear of the Lord when you preach. Because if you don't have the Spirit of God in you when you preach, it won't matter, you know. If it doesn't matter what you say, It doesn't matter how much preparation you do. If the Spirit of the God isn't working in the hearts of the people, you might as well go sit down. You know. Proverbs 30, and in, in verse 5, it says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to them that put their trust into Him. Add thou not unto His words, lest He reprove thee, and thou be found alive. So as, as we stand up before the men of God, you know, before the church, be careful what you say. You know, God is a holy God and we'll be held more accountable for standing up here and and teaching the people the Word of God and what we say should be accurate. You know, we, sh- we shouldn't be just saying this is what I've heard online, this is what i perceive. We should be reading the Word of God and saying this is what this is what the Word of God says. And, you know, I've been blessed by the messages. And Ram's, Ram's message this morning was a blessing. Adrian's was a blessing. But we've just got to be careful, you know, that we don't twist the Word of God, that we don't add to the Word of God. Least He reprove us and we'd be found alive, you know. Because the Word of God is pure. You know, um, so we've just got to Preach in the fear of God. The church has got to walk in the fear of God. And back to my second point: if you fear the Lord, don't be ashamed of Him. Um, and as you walk, you know, when you go to work, when you are at home, and, and you walk with the fear of God, like God is with you, then you'll teach the next generation. You know, in the youth program, there's a lot of people that are, that are growing up with sound doctrine. In the church, and that's a blessing, but it's really the foundation is really laid upon at the, at the home. You know, what the fathers teach the children is, is vital, it's very important. Deuteronomy 11, and uh, starting in verse 16, there it says, Take ye to yourselves that your hearts be not deceived. And ye turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. I just pause there for a minute. Oh no, I'll read the next one. And then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you, and He be shut and He shut up the heaven, that there be no rain, and that the land yield not her fruit, and at least you perish quickly from off the good land which the Lord, uh, the God, had given. you. <coughs> But I just want to pause there for a minute it says here take ye to yourselves be your hearts be not deceived and turn you not aside and serve other gods and worship so as you know if we change jobs or if we you know if we're, we're in school and we're starting work or we're going to uni or wherever we're going just because you're with a new crowd of people don't, uh, don't deceive yourself don't think that it's okay just to change your ways and, and to pretend that you're not a Christian. Don't deceive yourselves. Don't turn aside and serve other gods. You know, you serve the living God now. And you go to a new place. Don't turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. You know, you might go to another country or you might move and... All your accountability, you know, here, the people in the church can be your you're accountable, uh, can help you with accountability. You know, if you don't show up at church, somebody might ring you, you know? Somebody might say, where are you? You know, we miss you, you know? But when you move to another country, you are not got anybody to hold your hand. So when you go to other places, or another district, or something like that, don't deceive yourselves. Don't turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you, and he shut up the heaven, that there be no rain, and that the land yield not her fruit, and at least you perish quickly from off the good land which the Lord... Give it to them. You might enjoy sin for a little while, but be sure your sins will find you out. And we continue on in verse 18. It says, Therefore shall you lay up these my words in your heart. So lay up the word of God in in your heart, and in your soul, and bind them for a sign upon your hand, that they may be as frontlets between your eyes, and that you shall teach them to your children, speaking To them as thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up, and thou shalt write them upon the doorposts of thine house and upon thy gates, that your days may be multiplied, and that the days of your children in the land which the Lord thy God swear unto your fathers to give them as the days of heaven upon the earth. So, as you, you know, it says here, uh, as you go about your day-to-day life, teach your children, and teach the children the Word of God, and you do this by practicing the presence of Christ in you, you know? You um, You reverence God, and you fear God, and you love God to the point where you don't want to offend Him, as if you can see Him right here. Because He is... He, the Bible says that He is in us, um, and we are the temple of the living God. And because we can't see Him, we often forget, and we forget the the severity of the God. We forget how holy God is, and how much you know how reverent God is. But God is in us, and as if we walk. Uh, if we walk in a way that shows that we fear God, then our children and the children of the church will see that our faith in God, and they will, you know, it says, trying up a child in the in the way when he is young, and you know, when he is old, he shall not depart from him." You know, um, just as with your conversation, just as you go by, day by day, walk. In the fear of the Lord and your children, and the children of the church, will see the fear of you know this man. fears God, you know, and will be inspired to fear God too um, by the way that you walk. So, first point. Hopefully, I've got time briefly to cover uh, another point. But the first point is: if you fear the Lord, don't change His word. Second point is if you fear the Lord, don't be ashamed of him. The third point is if you fear the Lord, hate evil. So, as I said before, don't don't think that you can mess with sin. And this time we're actually going to go to Proverbs chapter 3, not Proverbs chapter 8, Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. And in verse seven, it says, "Be not wise in thine own eyes; fear the Lord and depart from evil." You know, we might think that it's wise uh, to do something. You know, or we might think that, oh, you know, we can put off salvation. For example, if we're not saved. We can put off salvation because, you know, we're reasoning with ourselves. Oh, we've got another day. You know, today, to, you know, tomorrow will be just like today. You know. We'll get up, we'll go to work. Everything will be just like today and more abundant, you know. Maybe we'll have more fun again than, than we had today. We are wise in our own eyes. But well, that's going to lead to destruction if we if we don't fear the Lord and, and turn from our wicked ways and seek the Lord. It says here, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Um... Fear the Lord and depart from evil. If we go to Psalms 101, and Psalms 101, and it says, I will sing of mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord. I will sing and I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. So, make up our minds. Uh, to behave ourselves in a perfect way. Now, we, we can't be perfect, you know, necessarily. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I suppose it depends on you or your measure of perfect, because Job was a perfect man. The Bible says Job was a perfect man. But, he was a perfect man because he feared God and he eschewed evil. You know, if we actually just briefly go to to Job there. If, if we want to be a perfect man. It says, There was a man in the land of Oz, whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and eschewed evil. So we're talking tonight about fearing God and turning from evil. And it says that Job was a perfect man and upright because he feared God. You know, it's an obtainable thing for man if he would fear God and turn from evil. Psalms 101 says, I will sing of the mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord. I will sing, I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. O when wilt, o when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before me, mine eyes. So this is the same thing again. You know, this is fearing the Lord and eschewing evil. But this is from David's writing. I will say no wicked thing before mine eyes, I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. A froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso cripply slandereth his neighbour, him will I cut off. You know. Don't take counsel from the ungodly. You know, if that man is is speaking against God, if that man is, is speaking, you know, against his family. They've speaking treacherously, don't, you know, don't take out from them, you know. Don't, don't spend much time around them. You may have to spend time around them because you work with them, but you just be real careful because you will, you are now, or you soon will be who your friends are, you know. They have a very powerful influence on each one of us, our workmates, because we spend ten hours a day with them, you know five days a week, you know, we spend 45 hours with our workmates a day, hour a week, and they have a lot of influence on us, you know so be careful who you take counsel from and who you sit with and it says, a froward of a shall look out from me, I will not know a wicked person, Whoso slandereth his neighbour, him will I cut off, him that hath a high look and a proud heart, will I not suffer mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, so the brothers and sisters in the church and as a youth group, we're just like that, just like brothers and sisters, and it's really good. And, you know, we read the Word of God and we pray together uh, as a youth group. And, you know, we desire to come together as a youth group. And our eyes are on the faithful of the land that they may dwell with me, that walk in a perfect way. He shall serve me. He that worketh to seek shall not dwell within mine house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land that I may cut off the wicked doers from the city of the Lord. So we ought to fear the Lord. We ought to fear the Lord and depart from evil. If you don't depart from evil, you probably don't fear the Lord. If If you're not willing to turn from your wicked ways... Do you feel the Lord? First Peter chapter one, verse sixteen. And it says, because it, because it is written." Be ye holy, for I am holy. Again, I'll repeat this. You know, just because we can't see God, doesn't mean that God is not a holy and reverend God. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't behave like He is still king, and He is still holy. Be ye holy, as I am holy. So if we fear the Lord, hate evil. And that's point three. And I haven't got much on this point at all. Just one verse, but it's just another thought that I had when I was finishing off putting this together. If we fear the Lord, go and win souls. If we fear the Lord, go and win souls. And I've got one verse to go with this, and then we're going to quit. And that is is Second Corinthians 5, verse 11. And it says there, Knowing therefore the terror terror of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also that are made manifest in your conscience. I'll read that first part again. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. You know, if we truly feared the Lord, if we truly appreciated what... You know, as, as Brother Aaron was preaching this morning, uh, in the Sunday school this morning, about hell. You know, hell is a real place. And, you know, people that don't believe God will end up there. You know, the Bible says in, in John uh, three uh, 3.16, it says, God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him shall have everlasting life. You know, if we if we believe in him, we shall have everlasting life. But if we don't believe in him, we shall perish, you know, in the lake of fire. Hell is a very real place. And if we feared the Lord as a church, if we feared the Lord as individuals, we'd depart from evil. If we feared the Lord, we wouldn't twist his word. We if we feared the Lord, we wouldn't be ashamed of the Lord. And if we feared the Lord, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we'd persuade men. Um, so i just leave you guys with that. So if we fear the Lord, don't persuade men. You know? If we believe that the word of God is true, you know, heaven and hell... And a man's eternity depends on whether he believes or not, would have got you know, we know the truth. And if we fear the Lord, therefore knowing the terror of the Lord should persuade me. Um, so I hope that came across alright with you guys there on that affair of the Lord. Um, I hope that uh, nobody felt like necessarily was beating on them. I love you guys as a church. Um, I appreciate all of you guys. Pastor Dad, was saying to me, uh, saying stood up here, right here in this church, and said, "I oh, know it's guys a blessing." i like, "Oh no!" <laughs> but uh, to be honest, all of you guys have a blessing too. You know, I don't think I'd be here if it wasn't for most of you guys. You know, uh, faithful people in the church. You know, you can. It's easy to stand up there and say just because I'm, you know, running the desk there, say, oh, you know, he's a faithful man, but I'm here in the church because of other faithful faith men and men praying for us, yeah. um, men like Ram you know, praying for us and encouraging us, men like Lawrence, Andre before he, he left, you know, the men of, you know, and the people of the youth program, the faithful men, you know. Uh, before we started the youth program this morning, Adrian said, You know, there's there's an issue, we need to pray about it. So the four of us, you know, got around together before we started out quite by ourselves. We just prayed to God together. So it's not just Matthew and I, you know, it's all of us, you know, people that fear God. So I hope when. I preach a message like this, that it comes across, you know, in a respectful way, because, you know, I wouldn't be here if people in this church didn't fear God, you know? I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys and you guys praying. And it's not just me, I can't just stand up here and just, you know, beat the word of God down on people. But, you know, as I said before, I love you guys. I love you guys as a church. But that means that the truth needs to be preached. You know, if a man actually stands up here and he's preaching the word of God, he's first accountable to God. But also if he actually loves the people he's preaching to, they've got to preach the truth. Because if we fear the Lord, we've got to turn away from evil. If we fear the Lord, don't twist his word. You know? If we fear the Lord, don't be ashamed of the Lord. And if we fear the Lord, God will witness. Alright? Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'll close on prayer. to All right, that's pray. Lord, I thank you uh, for this opportunity, to preach before your people, Lord. Um, I thank you, Lord, for the faithfulness of these people, lord as as the Church, and the blessing that've been on my life, Lord, and Lord, I was reflecting the other day on how we came to Auckland and, and been part of this men's meeting and part of the church. and when we first came, Lord, we are hardly able to uh, we were hardly able to repeat off the top of our head a verse. We knew parts of the Bible, we'd read the Bible. But we didn't. We couldn't re- memorize scripture. But when we come to this church, we've just been so uh, soaked in the word of God, and it's been such a blessing. That now, Lord, we can quote much scripture, and it's, it's just been such a blessing to be part of this church, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that this church would would just forget those things that are behind and, and uh, press forwards towards the mark. I pray, pray, Lord, that this church, Lord, would not just say, oh, you know, we're good people. I pray that they won't be content, Lord, with just a pat on the back. I pray, Lord, that this church would uh, fear the Lord. And if other churches fall, you know, even churches that we are good friends with, Lord, if they would not walk with the Word of God anymore, I pray that this church would not twist the Word of God. I pray that if men from this church uh, leave and and set up another church one day if that's the will of God I pray that they would not twist the word of God I pray Lord that they would fear you and love you Lord enough that they wouldn't twist the word of God neither the people that remain here in the church I pray Lord that we would not be ashamed of the word of God whether we be uh, at work or at home I pray that we would not be ashamed of the word of God Lord, I pray that as individuals and as a church we would um, not be ashamed of your word. And I pray that we would, through the fear and the love of the Lord, I pray that we'd hate evil and would desire to please you. I pray that we'd be filled with your Holy Ghost, Lord, as we read your word. I pray that you'd fill us, Lord, with the faith This faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God. I pray, Lord, that you'd increase our faith as we read. I pray, Lord, that um, knowing the fear of the Lord, knowing the terror of the Lord, I pray that the men and women of this church would persuade men, knowing that hell is indeed a real place, that God is a holy God, and that, Lord, remembering that you are here with us, I pray that, um, I pray, Lord, that this church would um, persuade men. I pray, Lord, that um, you'd be Lord with uh, the with pastor Lord as he's overseas and I pray Lord that uh, you'd bring him and um, the ones that went with him back safely Lord please bless the family that remains here Lord and keep them safe please Lord uh, pray that um, pray that you'd strengthen this church Lord and that it would be pleasing in your sight and All this I pray in Jesus name Amen, Amen.